0: Hey, Scott. Yes, sir. Do you feel like learning is happening in this very room right now? Yes. My mind is expanding. Fantastic. <laughs> this tiny beard. My hand looks so big holding this beard. <laughs>
1: Coming to you almost live from the Lesbro Lounge, this is The Unknown Studio. I'm Scott. I'm Adam. And we are your tiny bearded hosts.
0: Yes, uh, our gracious guests, who we will introduce in a moment. Who are in a way also our gracious hosts. In fact, they are. We're sitting in their Lesbro Lounge. Quite. Thank you for inviting us. Uh, We are drinking Uptown Girl beer, their tiny beers, uh, with a pretty lady on the uh, front of them. And there is probably a picture of it floating around on the internet. Now. You will be able to find this. And the people who have bestowed these beers upon us are seated to my right. We have Tara Jans. Hello. And Janelle Aker.
2: Hi. Did I say that right? You did. I
0: yes. did it. First try. It is. It was. It you will be. you
2: surprised. It's a short last name, but people always pronounce it wrong.
0: There's so many vowels. There's two. only two so many vowels so many vowels it's
2: half of the letters in the name so
0: yeah and we're not but we're not here to talk about the pronunciation of your last no. name as interesting as that is <laughs> uh, we are here to talk to you about a fantastic new website that the two of you co-founded called idigyourgirlfriend.com yes. um so right now listener what i need you to do is to pull out your smartphone or if you're at your computer use that and look it up right now cuz it's a fantastic website all about issues around LGBTQ everything or with a specific focus on gay ladies?
2: Um a stronger focus on gay ladies. Um because we are gay ladies. <laughs> so it tends uh, to happen, yes. <laughs>
0: That's fair. Now, how did what made you decide to start this up?
2: Uh, a couple months ago we just started a just a Twitter account and it was I dig your GF because we do a lot of jokes, and we're not very bashful when it comes to lesbian issues, whether it's serious or humorous. And it's not that we didn't want to do it from our personal accounts, but we're like, you know what, this, this kind of needs character. Mm-hmm. And it actually, we had a lot of support right away, and we kind of just did a quick Tumblr set at the same time. And then we're like, you know, this this needs something more than just... A tiny blog site like tumblr and twitter you can't really say too much on 140 characters true
0: and what were you trying to highlight with the the twitter account and the tumblr
3: scandalous jokes <laughs> yeah at first that's all it was <laughs> really i think well i think It primarily still is. (laughs) Yeah,
2: um, but also, you know, queer events that are coming up in the city or political issues or bullying issues and just very Edmonton-focused. So, you know, whether it's an event happening that is at a queer-friendly venue or if it's like a super fabulous gay fun day parade, (laughs) which is coming up in June. Can't wait (laughs) for that, actually. (laughs) Have you uh,
1: brought in other people to help with the website at all?
2: Um, The... Actual building of it, a good friend of mine helped with the really technical side of the development, but other than that, it was Tara and I around this very table. Really? Yes.
0: This is where, this is where history was made? Yes. It's a magic. Continu- it is a around magic table. table. Yes. I knew it as soon as I sat down. That's why you wanted to sit here. It's true. Uh, we had the option of sitting in the living room, but we de- declined that. Because the kitchen is where everything happens. Okay. It's the engine of the home. <laughs> I, I believe Henry David Thoreau said that.
2: Or Oprah. <laughs> or Oprah. It was, I, think, I think it was
0: Oprah. Either way. Um, so you've been, how long has the website been launched?
3: Uh, almost two months.
0: And what kind of reception have you been
3: getting? It's amazing. Well, for one thing, like we built the, the site initially, but we've gone on to gain about 10 regular bloggers now. Holy
0: crap. Yeah. And, and are they all from Edmonton?
3: Except for two. Yeah, a couple. Uh, we've got someone in Calgary occasionally and... Um, Saskatoon? Yes, Saskatoon. Who's <laughs> was from Edmonton before. Ah, yeah.
0: expats. Fantastic. Yes. And, and actually,
3: yeah, our Saskatoonian,
2: I guess, or is it Regina? Our Saskatchewanian um, blogger, I guess you could call him. Sasker? <laughs>
1: Saskablogger? Saskablogger. Yeah, yeah, that. bunny um,
2: hug <laughs> yes. wearing. hug wearing. <laughs> She brings a very uh, a very interesting perspective to our blog, um, and she writes under the pseudo Métis Mutt, and she writes about Two Spirit issues. Oh wow! Yeah.
0: So you've basically covered every conceivable angle.
2: Trying to. Um, actually, the biggest uh, angle of the site that we are missing is for gay men. Okay. Um, and it's not that we aren't exploring that. We just don't have any gay men writers, and we don't want to take on something writing that isn't a personal like personal standpoint on something. So.
0: So when you're developing a post, because I'm assuming it's not just the running of the website and the Twitter account, but actual writing,
2: mm-hmm.
0: um, how do you go about, <laughs> I'm actually asking so that I can get help uh, blogging myself. Um, how do you get inspired to write content? Where do you, where do you get your ideas from?
3: Um, a lot of it, and I think, and for most of our bloggers, is just personal experiences. So they've had, some intense experiences or just something that they wanted to share. For myself, like we've also got a community um, events page. Mm-hmm. And so I've been trying to write about different events.
0: We should mention this is a family <laughs> lounge. It is, it is. Uh, Janelle's young daughter, Lucy, that was who you just heard.
2: Yeah. Why don't you give the remote to Drew? She knows how to use it. It's TV. And if the cat in the hat isn't on, you can't watch it.
0: TV is so. Unfair.
4: Sorry,
1: Pastor. No, it's okay. <laughs> Television Sorry. is is a cruel Taskmaster. Restress? I was going to say Taskmaster. Yeah, because it it, For, forces it forces you into a certain schedule. Yeah. Like I want to watch Game of Thrones, but I don't have free Sunday evenings. No. Yeah. So yep, it just this. it just rubs it in my face. TV. is a bastard.
0: <laughs> See what I did there? I whispered. Yeah.
1: So your child
4: would not. Thank be here. you, appreciate it. You're welcome. She's I'm, gonna
2: be like, "Adam said TV is a bastard."
0: <laughs> I'm trying to be really good. She said that listener. much louder than you did. <laughs> yeah, that's
4: true. I'm trying so to be really she's, good.
2: She's learned that you don't repeat what comes out of mommy's mouth to anyone else Is, <laughs> is that kind right? Of fair game, unless I'm driving.
0: Oh yes, I remember you telling me about yeah, this. Yeah, a bit of road yeah. rage.
2: Yeah, it happens. Yeah.
0: So you you generate your ideas sort of come from you were saying deep within you you want to talk about issues that have affected you.
3: A lot of those, yeah. We've had some really um, poignant articles come from our writers, and actually a couple of people write in emails that we were just reading, and they kind of brought us to tears. Yeah. Yeah. Now,
0: let me ask you this question. Um, What has the general reception been uh, from sort of guys like us? Call us, you know, your sort of lesbros. lesbros. Yeah.
2: It's been awesome. Yeah. Um, I think... For a couple of reasons, um, were it, I don't it, again, if you want to kind of break it down into stereotypes, you know, um, Tara's just she describes her style more as fudge, so like kind of a cross between feminine butch, and I'm <laughs> kind of your ultra femme So we there's that quintessential lesbian stereotype, and that's actually one really strong thing that we want to break down with this because the lesbian stereotype is concocted out of different ideas and all of our writers were so different and Mm -hmm. yet there are key things that are kind of that tie our community together um and now i'm trying to blank to what the question that's okay
1: do you uh (laughs) do you find that i'm going to i'm going to say minority cultures um are often stereotyped because it seems to me that there's also a stereotype of what a gay dude is like, mm-hmm. and a stereotype of what uh, a drag queen is like. Yep. And like I've met a lot of drag queens, a lot of gay guys in my time. They are nothing like the stereotype, and you could put two of them together, and they would be nothing alike.
4: Yeah.
1: So it it always surprised me that, you know, the media I guess tends to perpetuate. I, think I don't want to say it, I, I I don't want to use the word unfair stereotype, but it is kind of unfair.
0: Most of them are, I think. Well, I,
3: yeah, I think so. I mean, it's it's I think helpful to some people sometimes to put things in a box. <laughs>
2: yeah, and actually, well, um, I guess yeah. tying back to our support, like our response from our lesbians. Sorry, that's why I drew my blank. Um, <laughs> because we we have that a perspective of what it's like for for dating women or yeah. being with a woman, but we also come from a very different perspective. So even meeting guys is like the, as soon as they find out you're a lesbian, it's totally different. It's like we can actually be like real, like...
0: That, that perceived sexual tension goes away? Is that is that kind of what you Almost,
2: mean? yeah, in some ways. like, you know, if like we're hanging out and um, Scott's married and we're chatting away and I'm like, oh yeah, that's my girlfriend. And you're like, okay, not that you would ever think that it takes away that, that, is is this person flirty? Is she friendly? Oh, she's a lesbian. Oh, thank God.
0: She is neither of those. Wait a minute. She's friendly.
4: She's friendly.
2: Yes. (laughs) (laughs) So when it comes down to stereotypes, um,
3: I think, for the most part, I don't really fit into any of them. I don't think either of you really do. No. No. I mean, it's fun to, like, we have to say, like, with our Twitter account, we, we make fun of ourselves in relation to stereotypes that are out there. But, you know they can be very hurtful, and they have in the community, and I think that's one thing that our site is doing is people write about their stories and they're so diverse that people go, "Oh, hey, the person is just like me yeah and, you know
0: except they're into other people yeah. yeah was that was that part of the deal when you created the website and the Twitter account was to break down those barriers or yeah. or was it sort of a more subconscious thing that just sort of happened
2: I think a bit of, uh, no it was definitely a uh, one of our goals was to, to Make things a little a, way less taboo than they need to be. Um, one post, uh, a friend of mine and I do, and again, the site's only not even two months old, so a lot of the... We only have one or two blogs under each category, but it's The Butch and the Bitch. I've read it. I read oh, the lingerie one just Thank today, you. Actually. Yeah, yes. and that came out of just uh, a random phone call I got from an adorable friend who... It was his birthday on a Tuesday, and he called me, and he was incredibly intoxicated, and <laughs> he's like, I'm sorry, but um, my best friend has a question to ask you, and I thought, like... It was going to be like, um, I think I might be gay, but I don't know. (laughs) You know, I'm like, it's so random. And then she's like, okay, I was at LaZenza. And for some reason it popped to my head, like, dude, lesbians like lingerie. And that's where that, that's, I'm like, you know what, this would be a great blog post for, um, the butch perspective and the bitch perspective and... You know it does. we play into stereotypes a lot with that, but
0: but that was the the thesis was some some butch lesbians will be into lingerie and some won't be. some will white like wearing it and some won't. Absolutely. like it just
2: and some femme lesbians will find other femme lesbians in lingerie really attractive or yeah. really it's like once the clothes are off the stereo, the actual stereotypes are totally gone. yeah, yeah you know? so so you're
1: because you're a, just two naked people at that yeah
2: point,
1: <laughs> there's no stereotype no not really no. type to stereo. I definitely messed that one. You're stretching for that one. <laughs>
0: right? uh, everyone will be pleased to know that I nearly used the F word just now and restrained myself. Thank because this is a
1: family lounge. It is
0: a family lounge, and I'm trying to be really good. Um, has there been any uh, negative reaction to the blog at all? Have you had any trolls? Are there people who are actually looking at websites like yours to because they want to cause a ruckus?
3: You know, we expected that, and... <laughs> Well, I'm sure I mean, like talking about it now, people are gonna be like, Hey, that's a good idea. But no, we <laughs> haven't actually and um when we were building the site, that's something that we talked about. We've gotta make this secure just in case that happens. But yeah. The, overwhelmingly the response has just been nothing but this is really great. We yeah. need this in Edmonton. Yeah.
2: And one thing is like people if they're uncomfortable with queer issues, they're uncomfortable with queer issues. If they really have a, a like a bigoted outlook on it, we're not gonna change their minds i mean i'd love to Mm -hmm. but it's more of the people maybe parents who are like i think my kid is gay or you know like we're gonna address like hateful things and i'm pretty outspoken about that in the sense of you know what i'm my picture's on there i have a child i want i don't want to her to ever have to fight my battles for me but at the same time i'm a mom and it's possible for a child to be raised in a healthy loving home and my former husband and I are really good friends. And so she still has a very strong relationship and healthy relationship with her dad. And, you know, just breaking down those, well, a child can can really flourish mm-hmm. in a two same-sex coupled home or, you know, religious things are also um, kind of contentious as well. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of our readers and writers also have struggled with religious issues as well. And so just... We don't want to open the door to hate mail, but I mean, people are, there's always people that are not going to enjoy what you're doing.
0: Well, and it's probably, probably doesn't make sense for someone like the Westboro Baptist Church to start trolling your website. That's oh, if they not did, the battle they're, they're going to fight, right?
2: <laughs> we just watched a documentary about them and my, my, we have to thank them. And when we do one day get married, we're going to then send a thank you card because if.
0: <laughs> That's hilarious.
2: Th- that we met at a protest for them. That's awesome. Yeah.
0: That is the ultimate fu.
2: Yeah, like, we we met, um, you know, through Girl Geek dinners and stuff. But, mm-hmm. but actually, like, the first time we hung out was f- for the, um, the Matthew Shepard protest that they came he- Well, we're going to come here for. Right. And so we went to the anti-protest together.
1: The The protest protest.
2: Yes. And so my takes on Westboro Baptist Church is... As angry as they make you, that's what they do. They want... They know how to anger people. They are professional trolls yes. Yeah. Yes. in real life. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Ignore yeah. them. The, the, and I hate to say it, but that is the only way that you they don't win. You get in an argument with somebody like that ignorant, you're, you they want you to get angry.
4: Yeah. They want you to pay attention to them
1: because yeah. it validates
2: them. But then if you ignore them... Or, you know, uh, Michael Moore has a clip driving around in a fabulous pink gay bus and they go dancing with a bunch of really cute little gay boys and tidy whities around them and they're like yeah we're here you know we're gay deal with it yeah. and but my big thing is honestly they're not even no. worth it but hey if they started trolling us they would bring more attention yep. to our site and I hate to say that but with <laughs> extremists like that they bring a lot more support around the issues that we're talking about so if Westboro or anyone. Or anyone trolls our site. We're really
1: kind of picking on the Westboro Baptist Church. Right? Yeah, yeah, and they really don't
0: deserve
2: it. No. <laughs> but, for example, like during the election, because we, we do try to be really nonpartisan. Like we're, um, everyone has their own political stances on things, but our big thing is um, love and acceptance and compassion and non judgment And it doesn't matter what your political stance is. I think we can all agree there was a lot of things that were going around when the political election in Alberta was happening.
0: Were you? Uh, were either of you surprised by? Um, oh, let me let me start that a different way. Mm-hmm. When all that Wild Rose stuff started happening, and the, the two candidates said racist thing and homophobic thing, mm-hmm. I was concerned that um, my fellow Albertans would be like, "Yeah," but I was astonished by the results yeah, of the election.
4: Yeah. yeah.
0: Have we reached? Can is it safe to say? That we're at a point now where, where people who are gay are, are accepted? Or are we are there still battles to fight?
3: There's definitely still battles, for sure. Um, actually, for one example, one of the first things we did when we started the site is talk to Ray Spoon, an artist. When she was in the city, we interviewed her.
4: Mm.
3: Him. <laughs> ah. I'm a bit so, mixed up with the pronouns, everyone's yeah. while. And actually, it's a
2: dive in. The, the story hasn't been written quite yet, but it's...
0: Oh, yes. Yeah. We talked about this before. You yes. mentioned that you'd spoken yeah. to him.
3: Yes. Him. yes. Actually, uh, he, he goes by they now. Oh, okay. Yeah. So. That's right. Um, What they had said is, Janelle asked, is, do people... Are they overthinking trans issues? And they said, no, they're not talking enough. Is and, that right? And it's the same for GLBTQ. Like, there's definitely still things that happen um, people are still marginalized quite a bit. I think even more so trans people are very marginalized still. Mm -hmm. So it's just keep talking about things in a positive way Mm -hmm. and just showing people that it doesn't matter who you are.
2: Yeah. The cool thing with Ray Spoon too, is that they grew up in Calgary and then they moved to Vancouver and now lives in Montreal and um, I asked, this was before the election, and I said, you know, Alberta took the um, gender reassignment surgery off of coverage with mm-hmm. Alberta Healthcare, um, and asked them about their opinion on that, and Ray's reaction actually kind of took, took me aback a bit, because they said that their opinion on that was, it was Alberta, Alberta's at the time, like, that was a way of fixing trans people, not right. an understanding of, you were... Like the actual issue, like you, you are going through gender reassignment surgery because you, in fact, are born in the wrong body. Mm-hmm. And this government acknowledges that, respects that, and we're gonna, as a community, help you discover the true self that you are. It was more like it was a cover up. It? Like, yeah, it's like, okay, well, it will reassign you your gender surgery. That's fine. And let us never
0: speak of this again.
2: That was the impression that Ray gave me, yeah. And it's a double edged sword because at the time it was covered when they were, quote-unquote, just fixing trans people. And now they don't, quote-unquote, fix trans people. And um, even doctors, fi- for trans people, is very hard to find, and not just for gender reassignment, but...
0: Philosophically, they disagree with it, or...?
2: Um, just finding a doctor that understands you and your body.
3: I, um, I'm i on the Pride Center board as well, and worked with Exposure Fest last year. And it, just talking with some people, like, there are even... More masculine women sometimes have a real hard time finding physicians. And not that a physician, that there's any that are outright bigoted, but there's specialized problems maybe that you need to speak about. And it's tough to find, especially because Alberta is, there's such a shortage of good physicians anyway. anyway yeah. So and there then, are problems um, like sorry. that. Yeah, that are, And
2: then when con- the conscious rights debate came up, um, that. Hardly I a debate. Yeah. It, I, I, it really was like you're opening up a huge can of worms for bigotry, like to the point where you don't even understand that Not, it's not about, so much about not letting someone have birth control, which is very important, which is very, very important to have someone, um, to have a doctor that will grant you access to birth control. But if you allow a doctor to not want to talk to you, see you, um, treat you because they are fit, like they are re- so appalled by who you are is it makes you just wonder like where where do we live like -hmm. we are not that community or or are we do people actually think that and think that doctors should have that as a scapegoat
1: I also think that if uh, a doctor is Going to think twice about helping somebody because of some aspect of them. They have chosen the wrong profession.
0: Agreed. Absolutely. <laughs> yes. Absolutely.
1: And maybe want to rethink
0: being a doctor. Yes. Exactly. Yeah, because it's like I mean, if you're an electrician, you don't get to just fix the wire part. You have to do the switches as well. I yeah, mean, it's yeah. a, it's a it's a.
4: Yeah.
0: I mean, you're going to specialize in something in medicine, but um, grow up, I guess.
4: Yeah. Really.
2: Well, and unfortunately, like. You said, Scott, if you're a doctor, I think doctors hopefully have a, a more clear understanding of trans issues. But if people aren't making enough noise about it, like we need to have a support system for trans people to go to. Um, oh, sorry. No, I was going to let you finish, yeah. but um, I wanted to. I have,
1: I have a question. <laughs>
2: <Okay>. <laughs> but yes, I guess I'm in agree. I think I think we're all in agreement that um, if you're a doctor, you should treat who comes in, and having a, a loophole where you can. Yeah, you don't get you party. don't get to no. cherry pick. No.
1: no. It seems like we just talked about Story Slam and we did last episode and yet here we are again. Now for those of you who don't know Adam and I support the monthly Edmonton Story Slam at the event local writers have 5 minutes to tell a story which is then scored by the audience and the winner gets to take home a hatful of prize money. Then Even better than that, they get to be featured on the Unknown Studio. But we also like to showcase one of the other storytellers of the night, so before we move on to the winning tale, here's one from Liam Shaw.
5: Escort Station is a cattle operation near Birktown in northern Queensland. Andrew, the station boss, hired me over the phone. The advertisement at the hostel in Cairns said the station required a fence painter and general laborer. Until this point, I'd never worked on a farm and have not quite a phobia of horses, but I do prefer my bicycle. I didn't say this when I spoke on the phone. I said I'm 190 centimeters tall, 88 kilograms, and I'm from Alberta. Our first job was rolling up rusted barbed wire fences. There are miles and miles of broken wire fence all across the station. Cattle get the wires wrapped around their legs and it causes serious damage. We start at one fence pole, snip the wires, and then walk to the next post, rolling the wires into a coil as we go. We clip the ends and left the coils by the side of the road to pick up in the truck later on. We did this from sunup to sundown, seven days a week for the first two weeks on the station. It's the winter season in Queensland. The locals wear coats. I lather on sunscreen and complain about the heat. Work was dull, but uneventful. Then we start the muster. Andrew hired a helicopter pilot to chase the cattle from grazing land into the yard. The yards are used to separate heifers from steers, bull calves from girl calves, etc., and so on. I held the legs while someone else removed the testicles of the bull calves. I used a device like a super soaker to spray tick bath across the backs of the cattle as they ran through the lane. Logan, a Kiwi bull rider, stood on the other side of the lane cutting the hair off the tails. This is called bang tailing. It is by this method the station hands and the owners know which cattle have been through the yard and had the tick bath. Many of the cows would buck and shake as they were chased with electric cattle prods through the narrow lane. One cow jumped underneath me and I jumped back spraying tick bath onto Logan's shirt. Logan yelled, be careful, that stuff's poisonous. I looked at my arm. My shirt was soaked to the skin and I grumbled. Jason called my name. I looked up and I saw a large bull running straight towards me. I stepped out of the way and fell into the branding fire. Jason saved my life. I started smoking tobacco again. We finished the muster and started the new assignment. We had to shoot and kill three Brumbies, Australian wild horses for dingo bait. Jason was given a large caliber rifle with ten bullets. He shot two horses dead. and I didn't count the bullets. He shot the third horse three times, but it wasn't dead, and Jason was out of bullets. So we drove the Toyota over a small copse of trees and smashed the horse in the side until it died. I sat in the back seat and cried. We had to do it, Jason said. I know, I said. We butchered the carcasses by the roadside, and the passing motorists waved and honked their horns. We injected dog poison into small fist-sized horse stakes and threw the stakes into open-faced oil drums. I sat in the flatbed of the Toyota and threw a stake onto the roadside every 20 seconds. It was hot and the road was dusty. I tried to vomit and I couldn't. After we threw away all the horse meat, we chased pigs. Jason used a smaller caliber rifle, but he doesn't hit anything. Shooting a frightened pig from a moving Toyota is a very difficult skill to master. We started painting a new cattle yard on the following day. Logan and I leave every morning with Andrew. When Andrew's not supervising, we nap. I'm desperate to leave. I wait until the yard is half complete before telling Andrew I need to go. Before I leave, I fix his computer. And by fix, I mean call tech support and follow their instructions. <laughs> Andrew drives me to the airport. After six weeks of work, I've been paid enough to buy a plane ticket back to Cairns and spend three days diving on the Great Barrier Reef. The plane, a twin-engine prop, stops on Mornington Island in the Gulf of Carpentaria. The small child runs through the dust towards a chain-link fence. He's not wearing any shoes or clothes. He wants to look at the plane. We leave. I hold the sick bag during the flight, but I don't use it.
1: And of course, that leads us to the winner of this edition of Story Slam. And that winner was Liz Withy. And here's her story.
6: Why are you wearing those goggles? Her boss asked her in the elevator. The digital floor numbers flashed in scarlet overhead. Nine, ten, eleven, twelve. I quit, she replied. Pool water dripped from her hair. I'll pack up my things and be gone in an hour. She'd purchased the plastic green goggles that morning from the vending machine inside the fitness center. Insert $2 coin and turn dial, the silver sticker said. So she did it. The goggles had a yellow rubber strap that caught in her hair as she pressed the suction lenses over her sunken cinnamon eyes. She blinked, blinked again, and grinned. At once she could see the forest for the trees. At once the trees were vibrant, shades of avocado, jade, granny smith apple, bursting up from the soil and clawing their branches against one another in a race to touch the clouds. Just then, her reckless, hilarious new self was born. Existence as she knew it heated up to a delightful rolling boil. She was mighty, unstoppable, goggled and dangerous. First, she scrawled, let loose! in thick crimson lipstick on the living room window. Then she signed her cranky nudist landlord up for junk mail. She threw out the Ativan and got on the plane, double daring turbulence. Slipped a note that said, too much perfume. was a lady on the bus that wore too much perfume. She rented porn under the pseudonym Richie Valens and drank Prosecco until dawn. Dawn is my middle name, she joked. She giggled in her goggles everywhere she went, unemployed, capricious. She browsed and holed rent through, leaving a faint trail of chlorine in her wake. She winked at the supercilious store waifs sulking among the hangers. She spent no money, but examined price tags and yelled, two shoes for $399? That's ridiculous. <laughs> she was no longer afraid of needles, of rejection, dirty door handles or darkness she was swimming the front crawl of freedom and didn't give a shit what anybody thought her teeth were white enough straight enough she felt thin and always had something to wear she no longer burned canned soup by accident she burned it on purpose and left the pot to vomit on the element thanks to one toonie the world was fucking brilliant this went on for some time but one morning reckless and hilarious as she'd become, she went back to the place where it had all begun. A pilgrimage of sorts. She stood before the pool, peeled the goggles off, and dropped them at the drain with the soggy band-aids and clubs of hair. With a howl, she cannonballed into the deep end, propelled her body to the bottom, and stroked the craggy concrete. The chlorine stung her eyes, and she stared into the blue haze. She savored that pain, then hosted a quick silent tea party with an invisible guest, and then she came up for air.
1: Edmonton Story Slam goes every third Wednesday at the Haven Social Club. That's 15120 Stony Plain Road, Northwest. Everyone is welcome to come out and be part of the audience or get on stage and read a story all your own. Maybe we'll see you there June 20th. Are you looking for current, relevant, highly specialized digital media instruction you need to seek out? The Guru. Guru Digital Arts College offers intense six-month programs that simulate real-world projects. You'll work in small classes in a casual professional environment and meet industry pros who offer a mentor-style approach to learning. Some institutions make the same claim, but with Guru, you'll develop the confidence to get out and become a part of the digital media community. Come visit us anytime. Check out a class, talk with our instructors, and be part of the Guru experience. For more information, email info at or call 1-877-429-4878.
0: The Open Sky Music Festival is celebrating its third year at Horlack Park the weekend of June 8th. The festival features such musical luminaries as Bob Marley's Wailers, Charlie Tuna of Jurassic Five and Five Alarm Funk. Last week I spoke with festival organizer Nathan Richards about the Open Sky Music Festival, what goes into organizing it, how he came up with the idea in the first place and what music lovers can expect from a weekend of roots surf rock and reggae in the river valley so this is the third year of the open sky music festival is that correct correct yes and three years ago or four or however long ago um, what what was it that made you and, and whomever you've been working with conceive of of a roots music festival for edmonton
7: um, the way- actually came to life was uh, we had all these different artists that that we knew of um, that, you know, were all great on their own, but couldn't really sustain a big venue on their own. Mm-hmm. Maybe do 50 tickets here, 200 there, 100 here. And so that's kind of how it all came to life. It's, I was walking down White Ave one day, and I was just like, I'm going to put them all in one show and call it a music festival.
0: <laughs> and was it really... Just as simple as that, or were there certain hoops that you needed to jump through?
7: Um, I mean, the concept was, yes, as simple as that. Um, And, you know, I kind of went in blind and assumed everything would just kind of work out, and thankfully it did. But definitely there's hoops, you know, there's legalities and and bylaws and and city laws and so on and so forth. So, yeah, there's definite hoops we had to jump through.
0: And uh, where is the festival taking place this
7: year? Uh, same place it's been the last few years at Horlock Park uh, at the amphitheater right in the middle of the park
0: and was has the city uh, been easy to work with in securing the venue I mean you said bylaw hoops and all that sort of thing were you you left uh, staying up late sweating trying to fall asleep thinking about this festival when you first conceived of it
7: Um, in terms of the hoops and the bylaws I mean the city's been great for us Um, I'm kind of a guy that gets things done pretty early because I know that you know, come festival season, they're really, they're busy all on their, with their other projects. And so I get my things done pretty early. Um, I do lose sleep and I do have nightmares every year, but it's more of a, it's more of a dreaming that, you know, you throw a a giant festival and 12 people are there sort of dream, so.
0: And how has attendance been uh, over the years for the festival?
7: Well, I mean, the first year, you know it's a fine line of how you budget and, and build things and my goal was never to get really big on the first year because I know that's how a lot of people lose a lot of money so I built the festival in hopes of having a thousand people there and I think we ended up turning out about 1100 the first year nice. um, and then based on based on the criteria of, of everything that had happened the year before being first year the weather <clears throat> the artist um, you know you kind of got to evaluate and say, well, okay, we get bigger in our artists, and we double our days, and, you know, the weather was like this, and now we're our second year. This is what we should expect minimum. And so, you know, it's a a fine line, and it's very analytical for me. So it's all very fun.
0: Yeah, it sounds like it. Now, you've got a couple of really interesting uh, local and national and international artists coming to the festival this year. How did you manage to score... Guys like Charlie Tuna and the (laughs) Whalers.
7: Yeah, you know what? It's one of those things that just works out. Um, You know, to be honest with you, we never initially pursued the Whalers because we're only third year and we didn't actually think we had a chance with them. Um, So we went through a couple... uh, You know, one of our first ones we went after this year was Arrested Development, but they eventually ended up signing with the Folk Fest. Mm -hmm. Um, And then... We were presented with Jimmy Cliff, and we tried to jump on that, but the routing didn't work, and then we actually had De La Soul confirmed to headline, um, but then uh, eventually back out because they realized that they had double-booked the day. Oh, damn. Yeah, yeah, I mean, we were pretty excited about that one, and then um, we were actually working with the the whalers' agent from the States who also represents tribal seeds. And, uh, you know, being with all these failed attempts, uh, just kind of, <laughs> you know swinging at something and apparently we hit it and uh you know it was a pretty pretty painless contract to get done up and the terms
0: are pretty easy to agree to so well, that's great it's it's you know just looking at the roster of talent it sounds like it's going to be great but other than musicians you know uh what what sort of um amenities can people expect on site you i assume you're going to have food vendors and those kinds of things as
4: well
7: yeah i mean we have the standard food and drinks um We have a fully licensed uh, beer garden, and it's more than, you know, just beer and coolers. We have fully serviced, so it's um, spirits, wines, coolers, beer, and so on and so forth. Um, We do have jewelry vendors and um, clothing vendors and and store vendors. Um, I'm actually in the process right now of... um, to a lady who does like uh hula hoop workshops oh yeah we're kind of allocating some space to her so we we'll put her in the all ages area so it'd be good to have the, the kids get some exercise during the day and and you know they may not appreciate the music like the uh, older crowd will so it'd be fun to be able to break that up for them and give them some uh, some activities to do as
0: well no question now you you mentioned this is at the the horlock park amphitheater but how much uh of the surrounding area of space, are you guys actually taking up with the festival? Just the amphitheater. Is that right? So all that stuff gets crammed into that area. That'll be great. Yes. Cool. Um, and so how, many, uh, how are ticket sales going, and how many people are you hoping to have out for the
4: weekend?
7: Well, ticket sales are kind of a touchy subject for me. I mean, <laughs> uh, you invest all this time and thought and passion and money into these projects, Um, and you just hope people realize how much work and stress it puts on one person. Um, so, you know, it's kind of a touchy subject because you are never quite where you need to be, being that we're only a third year, you know, you stress up until the day of, um, knowing what I know and how things have worked last year, tickets are just a small part of the revenue. There's obviously sponsorships and liquor sales and and vendor sales and, and so on and so forth. Um, but I do know that our ticket sales are, are are well in advance of what they were last year. So I think we're on the
0: right path. Great. That's excellent. Now, is there anything that you'd like to share with our listeners that I haven't asked you today?
7: Um, you know, it's it's kind of one of those things, and I, I don't even know if I can put into words the, the experience it is. Um, it is. It's more than just music there. It's a complete atmosphere um you know down to the staff that are working it and and the acts and the 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 overall tone of how people are when they're in the event um i guess a perfect example would be one of our artists last year said it was by far the best festival he's ever played and he plays festival after festival after festival every summer yeah. um and he said just the it's just the setting the mood the people the music um it's really a, an atmosphere event and you know even if you don't know the names, you know, we do our, our work. It takes me a year to put together a lineup that I know will, people will really, really enjoy, even if they don't know who the artists are. So that's the one thing, I, the message I wish I could get out to
0: people. Well, that's great, and I really do appreciate you taking the time to chat with us today, Nathan. Oh, my pleasure. Well, good luck with the Open Sky Music Festival, and enjoy the rest of Edmonton's fantastic summer.
7: Oh, I'll do my best.
0: At the time of this recording, tickets for the festival are still available. A weekend pass will set you back about $90. Visit openskymusicfestival.com to buy and check out their detailed schedule as well. You can also follow Open Sky Music Festival on Twitter at OSMFestival. We should take a moment. Yes.
1: And thank those inglorious bastards.
0: (laughs) That conjures a whole lot of imagery. (laughs) At at Guru Digital Arts College. It's true. They are bastards. But they're also clever. Very clever. And they do impressive stuff in the world of digital media and design. And if you're thinking of embarking upon a career that involves at least one of those things, you should go to gurudigitalarts.com. They're doing... They're still uh, accepting students for their July intake and also for their September intake. So they're just intaking everybody right now. Yeah, it's like uh, an open door. Yeah. If you have money. This is
1: like a season break for them and you could <laughs> jump on board right now. It's and, exciting. And not feel left out. It's true. That was a really poor TV analogy. I was really stretching for that. It's one. okay. Gurudigitalarts.com. Transgendered Miss Universe yes. in the news right now.
4: Yeah
2: thoughts? I actually didn't read the story, but Miss she didn't win. No,
0: she didn't, but... But she was allowed to compete. Yes. Because someone like Donald Trump, who, who owns the pageant, mm-hmm. said she should be allowed to compete.
3: Mm, he did oh. under great duress. duress. Yes. Yes. Okay. Yes. Great He's duress. not there was at all a yeah. good
0: human being. No, I think we all know that about <laughs> the Donald. No, don't pull punches, Tara, please. <laughs> oh, right, we can't swear. No, <laughs> <That's>, it's
3: okay. <laughs> um... Yeah, that has been a a, a big breakthrough because it's it was so national and it really brought things to a forefront. It brought up a lot of people's anger. Yeah, a lot of people have a hard time wrapping their heads around people who are transgendered.
0: I I do. I mean, yeah. I, I I'm I guess I've never had to think twice about my gender identity. Yeah. Um, I can't imagine what it's like to feel like you're in the wrong body.
2: Yeah, and. It's like, I, I couldn't understand, I can't understand, I can empathize, but my, I'm something I, I am just very,
4: I, I don't really
2: know even how to put the, how to phrase what I'm trying to say, but even with the Miss Universe pageant, one thing that was really evident was in all the interviews that I did come across, they always mentioned her name that she was born with. Hmm. It's like, Why? Oh, this yes, she was born a, a man, but she is she is a she. We mm-hmm. don't need to know what her name was when she was born. Yeah. What kind of stuff is a little boy she liked? You know, all that kind of stuff. There's like stuff I, I understand like people are curious, but even like um, when she was on the View, um, they asked her like, "Oh, so what was your what was your name when you were born?" And you know, so she's she went through all of this incredibly personal things and then having it rehashed in front of the entire world because everyone's curious about this Miss Universe pageant queen person mm-hmm. and everyone's focusing on the fact that her she had gender reassignment surgery but don't you don't need to ask what your what your name was when you were born
0: do you think that's just a function of of I don't know how to phrase this the right way, so I'm just going to say it, get the public to be more comfortable with that sort of thing, that that maybe in in 15 years when this is something that people get is normal, uh, that we won't start, we won't be asking those questions.
3: I think it's a natural thing, that, and it's, it's tough, and she said too, like, I think she was saying that, um, you know, it sucks to be the first person to have to go through this, but if you know, someone has to, so it, it's going to come up. But it's still like it's unfortunate that it yeah. has to be. And if you have a chance, and for example, if you're listening to this podcast, just be aware of that when you're speaking to someone. If you, if there's someone that's transgendered or that maybe gender queer, ask them what they would like you to what pronoun you did like you to use, mm-hmm. and just. You know, they're not a freak show. They're a normal person. Yeah. So don't treat them like anything else.
1: I think, and I'm, I'm not trying to defend people who are just woefully ignorant, sure. but I think that there's a natural uh, instinct for a lot of people to question things that are different than them. Mm-hmm. And there's still the perception that uh, a gay dude or a gay lady are somehow other they're different yeah. and so you're curious about things that seem like common sense
4: yeah
1: maybe they do things different yeah. i don't know yeah. do you drink from glasses what what's going on yeah. and it's it seems dumb but i think that i think that there's just a lot of people who just just don't get it
4: yeah yeah
2: i think um, one one reason one thing in our bios is we i really didn't want to address your sexual our sexuality and our writer sexuality is in the bio. Like, we're so non-binary, all of us, and nobody is black and white um, this way or that you're way. Not, like you're not a one or a zero, right? Yeah. You, like, we talked
0: about this before. Yeah, Janelle f- and I had lunch uh, yeah. last week. So. <laughs> but you, you talked about it as being on a spectrum.
2: Yeah, and there's the Kinski scale, and um, a lot of people agree with it, a lot of people disagree with it, but it's, it's a lot more about sexual fluidity. And so when I was writing, when we were writing up our bios, it's like, you know, I've personally I've never been able to be like I'm this box, I'm that box except when I was like younger and I'm like I'm a skateboarder. <laughs> or, you know, I'm I'm so punk rock or I'm so Cal- You're still uh, all of those uh, things. No, but you know what I mean like it's it, besides you the clothing you're wearing. So it's like what kind of box? If you had to be in a box, what kind of box would you fit in? And that's that's our way of getting our writers just to open up a little bit you get to see a little bit more about them mm-hmm. but it's their writing when they get to talk if and when they actually want to address their own sexual preference
3: or their sexual fluidity
4: yeah
0: so it's it's pretty personal but it's okay to talk about it
3: <laughs> yeah maybe that was confusing no no no, no. no I, I mean i think i
0: understand <laughs> it it's, it's um i mean there's there's got to be a line at some point i'm not going to ask um, a couple of gay guys, what they do in the bedroom. Right. right? Yeah. That's. I mean, you, you don't talk about that with. Other I wouldn't. People. Yeah. I don't ask you what you no, do in the bedroom because it's gross. What I do. <laughs> well, I, I'm aware <laughs> of that. Actually, you yeah, could have guessed. But, but I guess for me, and even like even having you guys on the show, um, I was thinking, what are, what are, what questions can't I ask? Because I don't want to be that guy. There's there's an episode of Community where uh, Britta. I don't know if you guys watch Community, but Britta, one of the characters is is friends with a girl and th- they both think the other is a lesbian and that that's their lesbian friend and that's the only reason they hang out with each other and one now of the I things I have to watch this it's, show it's pretty funny <laughs> and, but one of the things it's kind of funny it's there's some highly questionable parts but one well, of the intentionally things, yeah, highly questionable parts. yeah the, the the show is incredibly mm-hmm. self-aware one of the things that, that Britta, the the character says is that if you have to ask about it you're being homophobic and because I, I know it's it's absurd but but um, then I start to doubt myself and I'm like oh was yeah. I was I acting untoward towards someone that I know is gay to be
1: fair uh, part of the reason part of the part of the irony of her saying that was the fact that she never actually asked if her friend was gay <laughs> yeah, and it turns out she's not <laughs> but her friend didn't do the same thing for her and then gets pissed off at her for assuming that she was gay mm-hmm. yeah. It's anyway. just several deep layers of hypocrisy going on. Which for vanilla
0: normal people, or, I shouldn't say normal people, but for um,
2: cis, f- Cisgender. cis gender, yeah, yeah, like that. Uh, cis is kind of the the category. Just you know, straight average dude who likes okay. chicks. Or... If
3: you're in the body that you think you should be in, and you're comfortable with that, yeah.
2: Um, I th- I think because I'm. I'm very outspoken and I'm not a shy person. Honestly, I'm no holds barred, you know, like, um, if there are questions you want to ask, I'm not ashamed. And if it's like, that's too personal, I'll let you know. Yeah. But, um, I guess it's like, if you're going to ask a a personal question, how well do you know somebody? Yeah. That's a fair point. Yeah. So if it's like, um, if you're a good friend and you have something to ask me, then by all means, but if you've, you just recently found out that I'm in a same sex relationship, I will be a lot more guarded if you're going to ask me an ignorant question only yeah. because it's like, well, why do you don't really need to know that if, if I was with, a, you know, if I wasn't in a relationship or if I was in a, a heterosexual relationship, would you ask me the same question?
3: And if you would, you're weird and have really bad social skills. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I don't yeah. have bad
1: social skills. No, you're a pretty sociable guy.
3: Yeah. I think take it, take it on a person to person basis. Yeah. Um, yeah. Partially. I, I mean, it's okay to ask and people ask me, well, a lot of times people just, (sighs) as we've talked about before, is with stereotypes, like, I definitely dress more androgynous. 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 I say L-word sometimes when I say, should I wear this? Do I look too L-word? Really?
2: (laughs) (laughs) And then I have to say, baby, everybody knows you're a lesbian.
4: It's okay.
3: (laughs) I mean, yeah, there's a lot of, there's things about me that give clues that I'm a lesbian more so than Janelle because Janelle is more feminine, I guess. Um, and I'm generally, like, t- I'm okay with that. Like, people know that I'm a lesbian. That's who <laughs> That's you fine, are, right? Yeah. So. So I, it really depends on where the person is in their life, too, I think. And so. If the question comes out of, like, Yeah, if curiosity. you're genuine and you're not... Uh, uh, bag about it yeah like you know like walking down
2: right Ave, and then you see like your stereotypical douchebag going like yeah
3: lesbians you're
0: like does that still happen really yeah. man
2: come oh, on geez. but i mean it'd be just like i it's not and that's where we also take a stance on like feminism too because it's like you're just a douchebag and you're hollering at two chicks
0: i'm, I'm gonna yeah. start i'm gonna start shouting at straight people as I drive down, I go, whoa,
2: heterosexuals. <laughs> That's amazing, yeah. <laughs>
0: I've, I've
1: heard of that before. Really? Yeah. You're not the first person to bring up such an idea. Damn. But uh, <laughs> I can't, I, honestly, it's been such a long time since I've heard that idea that I can't recall the context, but it's ringing bells of shouting back at people who Let's shout hom- homophobic yeah. things yeah. and make them <clears throat> feel like idiots, basically.
4: Yeah.
3: I think but, we, that's a pretty, we were walking home one night and I was <laughs> from the back, I guess. I looked like a gay dude or something. So this guy came up and was like, hey, buddy, I want to ask. Oh, oh, you guys are lesbians. Oh, that's that's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. I'm too. okay with it. I, I'm i okay totally. with it. Now, here's a question.
1: Would he have been okay if you were two gay dudes? Hmm. I don't know. Hmm. Therein lies the question.
0: Yeah, I guess, I guess you know.
2: But I don't look. I, I'm very obviously female from behind. <laughs> no, but
1: I, but it, I wonder honestly. Yeah. He was like, "Oh, you're lesbians," and I'm okay with that. <laughs> Would he have been okay with it if you had been two dudes?
2: I think the, the he was actually like really embarrassed because I, Fair I think he's gonna ask Tara something about like her pants or her hat or something, and then she's like, "Whoa, okay, yeah, no, I'm sorry. I'm, if I'm making you awkward, and this was <laughs> you're
0: making yourself awkward. <laughs> yeah, too. were
2: like, Aw, and but I think." I don't, I feel like, for example, at um, the school Lucy goes to, one of the moms who is like an adorable lady, she always gets kind of flustered and
4: <sighs>
2: around us. Um, <laughs> and then finally one day she's like, I just, I just need to tell you guys something. And we're like, okay. And she's like, I'm totally, okay. he, he, my kid, he has two uncles and he has two aunts. And, and if, if anyone ever says anything to, to Lucy, he, he has her back. And we're like That's cool. Oh, you want to be our friend too. That's why you get so flustered. You're an adorable person. So I think when I when I asked Ray Spoon, actually during the interviews if people think about it too much, um trans issues as Ray pointed out, definitely not, but I think with queer issues, people over from my perspective anyways, overanalyze sexuality way too much.
0: Mm-hmm. But isn't and, it isn't it good to know that 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 people are so that, I don't know. I don't know the right way to frame it because I don't know this person, but for me it's just Um, that the people are there to be supportive of you, and they feel the need to declare that to you um, for whatever reason. I mean, I don't know what it is, but that's kind of nice, isn't it? It was,
2: and she was so genuine, and just, like, it was really like, wow. I know my child is in a safe space, too, and, Mm -hmm. like, the school she goes to is awesome, and the parents and people that work there are really cool. Was that hard to find? Well, the neighborhood we live in is a very liberal, eclectic neighborhood, too, so... Actually, it's, it's humbling because a lot of people kind of want to be our friends because we're the quintessential lesbian couple. So it's like, oh, yeah, w- move over, like, interracial couple. We want to be friends with these ones
3: now. <laughs> <laughs>
1: you know? I, I need a better minority friendship.
2: <laughs> that's,
3: that's, <laughs> we have hummus. Yeah. So much hummus <laughs> and, and little itty-bitty girly bears. <laughs>
0: that are delicious. Oh, are they okay? I, I am going that's to declare bad. myself an uptown girl. <laughs> there you go. So yeah. what are, what do you guys want to, uh, where do you want to take the website? What are you, what are your plans for the medium term? What can we look forward to? Let me ask you one more question. No, I'm done.
2: So what was the question?
4: Website. What's yes. next?
2: Um, we actually have quite a few stories that we need to keep posting. And our goal is, you know, like when someone signs up or contacts us to be a, a resident blogger, mm-hmm. the... They, they commit to one blog a month, and it doesn't seem like that much, but we have a good scale of writers, and life gets busy. So we have a commitment that we try, you know, at least have fresh content once a week, um, and if not every day, depending on the day. But what we would love to do is we do want to monetize it, and we do want to have advertising um, so that we can support the community stronger. So sure. So we, you know, we can bring... We could actually have a financial resource to sponsor events, or even bring like someone like Buck Angel to do a speaking engagement on, on everything that he does. His speaking engagement. Cool. With. This is where people can go on the online if they don't know who Buck Angel is. Yeah,
0: look it up or go to iDigYourGirlfriend You'll find something.
4: Yep.
2: Yeah, wonderful.
3: But um, did you see him speak? I did not. I yeah. missed that he was here for Exposure Fest a couple years ago, and I missed out on that. But Bye. he's. An amazing gentleman, cool. Very yeah. polite, very wonderful. Yeah.
2: And I think the the fact that he's an ad, an adult entertainer, um, but he's also a female to male trans person and speaks on trans issues and body dysmorphia. And thing is not just um, it's like remember when you're like and this is how I kind of Tara and I kind of try to picture what it would be like to be trans is you know like the most awkward time in your life. So whether you're a teenager. And say like, right, like put yourself in that, that part of you Mm -hmm. and now say you're going to wear, um, a dress or something that you feel so uncomfortable in and, but then act like you're totally, like you're totally happy and comfortable. Like that's, it's hiding that part of you.
0: What a terrible thing to have to to do. I, I couldn't imagine.
2: So definitely, um like anti-bullying is something that we're really passionate about and trans issues well and it
0: seems to be sort of at the forefront of everyone's minds right now and and actually the trans issue stuff is interesting because uh we there was the issue with the uh with miss universe yep there's this uh the guy the lead singer from against me Yep. Who yeah. basically a couple weeks ago was like i i should be a woman um it's it's great that It's almost like there's this sort of snowballing effect that the more the media starts to cover this stuff, the more stories come out, the more that my my hope is that society realizes that this isn't this isn't something to just ignore and allow the margins to deal with. This Mm is this is something that affects a large swath of people. It's something that
1: happens. Yeah. And it's there. You you can't just ignore it forever. Yeah.
3: And it needs to be talked about on an ongoing basis, just like racism. Mm-hmm. Still, racism is a big problem. Huge. I mean, especially in states, just like a, the Trayvon Martin case. It still goes on, and to just pretend that it doesn't and pretend that it's completely dealt with is, is just, you know, you're not doing what you should be.
4: Yeah, yeah we're burying our heads in the sand. Yeah, it's yeah. like,
3: yeah, sure, like <clears throat> gay people can get married in Canada legally.
2: But what does that mean? Like, there are still issues of, like, there are legal rights that are protected, but trans rights are not legally protected.
1: It's, it's easy to uh, pretend that something's not going on and say that, but, say that you're okay with it, but just by pretending that it's not going on. It's an entirely different thing to actually face it and accept it yeah. than to just be like, I'm okay with gay people because they're over there and I don't have to worry about it. It's that's the easy way out yeah. and that's not the right way
0: for me. It's, it's the, the idea that we, pro, we say that we, we society says to promote a, um, an attitude of tolerance. I don't think that goes far enough. Mm-hmm. I think it has to be an attitude of
4: acceptance. Yeah,
0: Tolerance. You can, I can tolerate a lot. I tolerate a, a lot of people
4: like, that I don't right? like. Yeah. I
0: mean, that's not, that's not good enough. Tolerance is, is one step in the right direction, but it's yeah. not the end of the road. No. For sure. So
1: it's perhaps the first step. I would think. But it's definitely not the last step. No. No.
3: Yeah, I remember at one point in my like whole journey of things just writing down uh tolerance. (laughs) I guess tolerance is great, even with a caveat that I'm going to hell, but it's not, you know, (laughs) you gotta get past that too. Like you gotta think beyond some of these issues a little
4: bit. Yeah.
0: And at the end of the day, realize that you're dealing with not some abstract sexual identity, but a human being who who is a certain way.
2: Well, that's one reason why we started doing our gay agendas.
0: Oh, those are great, by the way. (laughs) Thank you. If you look at nothing else on idigyourgirlfriend.com, look at their their gay agendas. Would you mind explaining that a little bit? Um,
2: It came out during the election because people kept saying the gay agenda. Like, it's (laughs) something to be scared of. And I'm like, you know, and it was Tara's idea. And so she designed the fabulous banner image for it. (laughs) And I was like, you know what, I'm going to write down what our agenda is. And so I did. (laughs) This is our gay agenda. And it starts at six in the morning and ends at usually 1030 at night. And a lot of it has to do with being a parent, um, being a function, functional person in in society. And and not not being heathens, you know, not trying to corrupt people and ha- get them to cross over to our dark side. It, it really, it's, you know, those memes that you see where it's like a picture of Rick Santorum and it's like thinks about gay sex more than gay people think about sex. That's really a huge part of it. Yeah. Like, ta- let's take sexuality, like, ta- let's take sexuality out of the picture for a minute. And, you know, like, let's... Gender and sexuality actually like don't go hand in hand. Just because you're a boy doesn't mean you like girls. Just because you're a girl doesn't mean you like boys and there's everybody in between. Mm -hmm. And that's when you can actually even break down into bisexual, gay, lesbian, pansexual and the difference between pansexual and bisexual. And, you know, it's it's more labels, but it's for other people to understand. For for me anyways, if someone needs to label me, it's so that they can understand me a little bit easier. Because I understand myself. Yeah. I'm, not, I'm not confused. I'm not.
0: But, but language is all we have, right? Absolutely. So, yeah, we have to come up with a whole bunch of yeah. boxes to put people in, unfortunately.
1: I know somebody, I have a, a friend, mm-hmm. a good acquaintance, uh, who doesn't believe in bisexual people.
0: Really? Yeah. That's she a she thing.
1: believes that it's just like a trendy thing yeah. and that, uh, that there's, there's no, really no such thing that you're either gay or you're straight and there is, there's no yeah. gray area between. And I was shocked when I heard that that's, statement.
0: Yeah, I feel like yeah. that's a...
1: Like, with all due respect, just in case she's listening, I'm not going to name names, Yeah, yeah, yeah. but I was, I was legitimately like, I don't think that's true yeah. at all. Well, yeah. and that's but, one
2: thing that we want to help support people with understanding what bisexuality, and then what pansexuality, and the difference even between those, that in my perspective, like, trying to even wrap my head around that. Um, and I think for bisexual people, they probably face a lot of criticism or judgment, like a lot of, for example, one of our friends um, lied about her, not lied, but said she was a lesbian instead of bisexual because sometimes lesbians don't like to date bisexual people. And that was her, her perception. Mm. And then when she found out that the person she was dating was totally okay with bisexual people, she's like, okay, actually, I am bisexual. Oh. And, you know, it's really that, I just think of it as fluidity, right? Like, you know, you can be attracted to men and still be a lesbian. Yeah. You know, you can be like, that dude... He's really hot. He could be an exception. You know, like... <laughs> I think we all have
0: those on our... uh dance switch cards. List. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, The switch list. <laughs> the switch the
3: switch list. <laughs> My sister the other day said to me, we were talking about some guys and some that she liked. And I was like, yeah, that guy is really good-looking, Nova. And she's like, I'm glad you still know what a good-looking guy looks like. <laughs> oh, come on. Why would that change?
0: We all know who is good-looking despite gender. Yeah. I hope.
2: Yeah. We but it's look- just that, wow, like... So well, and actually, like I mean, when Tara and I first met, like I was actually really surprised to find that out um, about her past before. And so I
1: her? <laughs> They're whispering. Okay, sorry. Um, that, I no, have I just, a mouthful of melon. <laughs> <laughs> this has
2: really um, gone off the rails. Yeah, <laughs> 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 that um, she'd actually been married before.
0: Oh, you'd so you'd both been married before. Yes. Yeah. Oh.
2: Yeah. So and yeah, like I was just like, and a part of it was like, oh, I've, like you're a lesbian, uh, and you've been married. I'm sorry, that's like that's cool. Let's talk about that. And eventually when we became closer, we, we did, you know, so it's just hmm. the non binary and just like looking at sexuality as being really fluid. Yeah. And that your gender isn't tied to your sexuality.
0: Yeah. I yeah. Mo- more people need to look at the world
2: that way, I think for sure.
1: Adam is gesturing inappropriately at his iPad. Uh suggesting <laughs> suggesting that it is in fact time for his favorite part of the show.
0: You mean the fast sixteen?
1: Which of course is because we have two guests.
0: Yes. So usually, because Tara listens to us every day or all the time, and Janelle only does uh, every now and then. Um, I'll, like explain, I'll explain. I'll explain to new listeners. I'm sorry it's okay. I'm from mom. <laughs> no, no, that's I fine. I don't have lots of
4: time. It's totally fine. Okay.
0: So the fast fifteen or sixteen in this case is uh, we ask guests the same. Uh, In this case, 12 questions. You each get six, and we go back and forth between the two of you. Okay. And then the last four questions are wildcard questions that I have imagined up in my brain pertaining to uh, your interests, let us say. So here we go. The Fast 16 with Tara and Janelle, starting with Tara. Number one, your favorite food.
3: Um... Wow, I'm blanking on that. (laughs) Spinach lately, honestly. (laughs) Janelle's making a
0: face. What what about uh, your favorite color, Janelle?
2: Pink. Uh,
0: Terra, Mac, PC, or Linux?
2: Mac. Yes.
0: Uh, Janelle, dogs or cats?
2: Dogs. What? That's what you get. I have a cat. (laughs) I Uh, like cats. If you're going to
0: celebrate the Mac, I'm going to celebrate the dog. Fine. Be that way. Tara, coffee or tea? Coffee. Janelle, your favorite holiday?
2: That I re- uh, tripped to Montreal.
0: Ooh, yes. Yeah. I, we all saw that on Facebook if we were friends with her, and it looked like you guys were having a lot of fun.
3: Yeah, it's a beautiful city.
0: Tara, your favorite sport?
3: Um, Not softball. There's probably a lot of lesbians <laughs> that will kill me for that one. Not softball. <laughs> um... Maybe hockey? Yeah. So I, I don't, I'm just. <laughs> onboarding.
4: That works too. Oh, yeah. I, that's I
2: think
0: that's a sport.
3: Okay, it's, I think definitely. It's, it's bumped up
2: to a sport category. Sure. Yeah. Sorry, I keep answering your questions for David. You, Chanel, <laughs> <laughs>
0: your favorite <laughs> pastime.
2: What is that? <laughs> I don't know. It's
0: when you don't have to look after Lucy and you have a moment of free time.
3: Yoga. Oh, right on.
0: Yeah. Uh, Terry, your favorite music right now?
3: Um,. Santa Gold, the, hmm. her latest album.
0: Cool. Uh, Janelle, your favorite movie right now?
3: Movie.
2: Midnight in Paris. Oh, yeah, I love that movie. It was like a brain gasm. What movie? Which one? Midnight? Midnight in Paris. Oh, yes. Yeah. Woody Allen. Mm-hmm.
1: I do like him. He was not at the Oscars to accept his award. Where was he? Probably elsewhere. Yeah, that's... He He's not really a Hollywood insider and doesn't care for such such trappings. Academy Awards. I scoff at your Academy Awards. That's my Woody Allen impression. That's your
4: what?
0: Woody? (laughs) Yeah. Allen. Uh, (laughs) Tara, your favorite video game?
3: Oh, no. That's not a good question. (laughs) Are there too many or are there not enough? Zero. I have Ah. no. Yeah.
0: All right. Do you have a favorite video game, Janelle? No.
3: That's okay. (laughs) Sorry.
0: You're sitting with two huge nerds, so we have to ask the question. Janelle, if you could have one superpower, what would it be?
2: Um, That's a really difficult question. Yes, it is. Um, I would have the ability... My superpower would be... um, And I'm not just saying this because this is what we're talking about. But to to overcome bigotry and hate and spread the love and compassion vibes to people.
1: That is the first time anyone's ever answered with that. You would essentially have... The Captain Planet power of
2: heart. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. I love it. That's me. That'd be great. <laughs> More
0: people go. should have that. Everyone yeah. should have that power. Agreed. Yeah. Now we're on to our wild card questions, starting with Tara. In your opinion, uh, what is one really outstanding gay character in film or television?
3: An outstanding character.
0: Are there mm. any? There is, there you is certainly team, your stereotypical yeah. ones. Hmm.
3: Yeah, I don't know.
2: Uh, I think um, Will and Grace was huge, like Jack from Will and Grace. Mm-hmm. But also, I think both of those characters, just because they both kind of they they were more stereotypical, but um, Will wasn't your stereotype.
3: As yeah, Jack that's was. true. It really opened the doors in a lot of ways. Um, I don't know because on TV those it's really exploited still. Like, it is, yeah. Even uh, um, the L Word. She's used some pretty good stereotypes there, and a lot of people have been mad about that, but come
2: on, Shane Menning, come on. <laughs> <laughs> Shane Menning,
3: Kate Moaning,
2: and then Shane, yeah, see, I get all flustered, she's my TV crush. <laughs> 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 all right, shall we move on? Yes.
0: Okay, um, you, you've been to Pride before, I'm, I'm guessing. Yeah. Do you have any good pride memories, most memorable pride experience?
2: Um, Probably when Lucy was a baby. Uh, And this is just kind of like my former husband and I um, both have a strong stance on equality. And I took Lucy when she was a baby. Cool. Yeah, she um, went with a good friend of mine and our little ones. And it was just like a really great day and just the uh, inclusiveness of everything.
0: I love that that pride gets bigger and better every year. It's awesome to see it grow. Agreed. Yeah. Second. Uh, Tara, I'm I'm giving you all the hard questions. So uh, I think it was last week President Obama took a stand on on gay marriage. Yes. Do you think that substantially changes the game? I would like to point out he has previously, when he was but not as president. Nobody,
1: Mick, Mick Obama, right, uh, said that he is in support of uh, gay marriage. But never. But as he, president. he hadn't as president. Yeah. So. It's not the first time he said it, it's just the first time he said it and it's meant something. That's
3: right. Definitely. I I mean, especially at this point in their sort of election running, he's distanced himself so far from the Republican side, Mm -hmm. for one thing, by doing that, he's made it very clear that that's that's where he's at. It is a game changer. It's the first someone's said that as a president in that way. And... He made news that day like that was it was a big thing for sure made news
1: enough that Mitt Romney had to almost immediately come out against it. Yes It's (laughs) gonna be an interesting (laughs) November
0: Um, Uh, Last question Uh, If nothing else comes of Mm -hmm. idigyourgirlfriend.com. What is the one thing that you want? Both of you. I guess I'm asking the question Mm -hmm. to What's the one thing you want to get out of it?
3: I think just you know, even if this is where it had to end for some reason, the people that we've met already, yeah. and the support that we've seen from people, has just will inspire me in anything else that I do, community-wise, awesome. for sure, mm-hmm. within Edmonton. That's huge. Well, I can't follow up with that. <laughs> then let us um, say that
0: Tara speaks for both of you in this
3: yeah, case. Yeah,
2: um, yeah, I am in complete agreement. Yeah.
0: Cool. Well, we really appreciate you guys agreeing to be yeah. on the show, and for or having us for
1: having us in your lounge. Yes,
0: you. it was very <laughs> nice of you to make hummus appear, which nobody has actually touched. Yes, because <laughs> but it's talking. there. Yeah, that's true. Yes. Yeah, you're a very gracious host, and we were yeah. thrilled to have you on the show. Oh,
3: thanks. thanks. Can Thank I you add guys. one more thing? Please also, do. do. Yeah. June sixteenth, we're having our launch party. Right. At Hooligans Pub. So we don't have all the details, but it's gonna be an amazing night with drink specials, yeah. and we're raising money for the Pride Center. And yeah. it's not just a queer event. It's going to have ton of different people. So. Cool. Yeah.
1: Be sure to check idigyourgirlfriend.com mm-hmm. for details. And I'm sure that we might also make mention of it on our website. I think we will. When the time comes. I think
0: we should, and I think we should go. Probably.
1: Probably.
2: Yes. Yes. And, okay. um, you know, you. I this is why I'm my, uh, like when you were talking about our lesbros. Yeah. Um, most of my closest friends are straight and I have gorgeous straight girlfriends. That's our incentive for
4: lesbos <laughs> to come. Single <laughs> lesbos. So that,
1: so that, uh, they can actually dig your girlfriend in person. Yes. yes.
0: Yeah. Holy shit. We've come full circle. And there I just swore, and the child is <laughs> no longer in the room. Yes. So an
1: aptly timed
0: S bomb. We dodged that bullet. Yeah, yeah.
1: Barely. Yeah. You got like grazed by it. Yeah.
3: I'm very impressed because Thank you. you know, to the
1: show. Uh, <laughs> I love swearing. He he does with a passion. You've been listening to the Unknown Studio episode 69. Our guests Tara Jans and Janelle Acker. Pre-production by Adam Rosenhart. Post-production by Scott C. Bourgeois. The Unknown Studio is a proud member of the League of Extraordinary Media. You can visit us on the web at theunknownstudio.ca. Thanks for listening.
4: Psst. Hey, it's me, Scott. I'm
1: still here. Adam's gone, but uh, I wanted to take a moment, just have a little one-on-one time. See, we're available on iTunes, and I'm sure that many of you actually take advantage of the iTunes service to download our podcast. But one thing we don't have a lot of is reviews, and we'd like to get a few more of those. So we're going to have a little contest right up until the end of June. All you have to do to enter is go on to iTunes, log in, and give us a review of the show. At the end of June, we'll take all the names of all the people who've reviewed us, throw them into a hat, mix them up, draw a name out of the hat, and that person will win a $100 gift certificate to the Traveling Tickle Trunk. Think of all the sexy things you'll be able to buy. And all you have to do to enter is go online and give us a review. So take a moment, go on iTunes right now, and tell us what you think about the show. Right now. No pressure.